I'm Ansonia with Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold, a podcast which will feature conversations with musicians, singers, songwriters, radio personalities, and historians of gospel music. You will hear conversations with featured guests telling their story in history, their contributions to the riches of gospel music, and where they see gospel music trends. We will have traditional, contemporary, neo-soul, and hip-hop gospel artists, and more. We look forward to bringing exciting shows and present great episodes to keep you coming back for more. Yes. With me today is Andre Paris, who is very passionate about praise and worship, citing Psalm 150 as one of his favorite scriptures. He has been ministering through his musical blessings since childhood, becoming the minister of music for a local church at the age of 15. Andre is passionate about the ministry of music, having penned over 150 songs. His first album, My Story, received outstanding reviews from music critics, to which he received the Texas Award for the project. He is an artist, songwriter, and producer with his new single release, Favor. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. Hey, Andre. (laughs) How you doing? I am doing just well. I am so glad that our paths crossed and to hear of the wonderful works that you're doing. I'm going to tell you, I stalked you a little bit and I did listen to my story. And as a matter of fact, just before we got on, I was listening to Favor. Talk about you, introduce yourself to my audience. And how did you come to pin over 150 songs? (laughs) Well, growing up in Waterbury, Connecticut, uh, I can recall that my mother, she was the president of the choir and she was also a recording artist. So every weekend, um, me and my brother would actually go with my mother where she was doing concerts. And I mean that they were sold out concerts, um, music. Her music was actually on the radio. And I just can recall just sitting on the second row and just seeing how my mother ministered mm-hmm. and how passionate she was about ministry. And after each concert, there will actually be an altar call because um, she, she's also a minister, a uh, pastor now in North Carolina, and just, just saw the authentic anointing being used through my mother to just really just uh, put a fire under me that there wasn't nothing really I wanted to do but to be used by God. Mm. So um, I, I could probably say it was, I was four, four or five years old. I can recall that my mother sat me and my brother down and she said, okay, now y'all got to play an instrument. <laughs> what <laughs> instrument do y'all want to play? And at the time, all I wanted to do was play outside. <laughs> She, she said either an organ, guitar, or drums. So I picked the organ 
And I dreaded it because every day after school, I would have to practice at least one hour every day while I see my friends outside in the window. Can Andre come out and play? No, he got to practice. He got to practice. But I, I, I found a way to go outside <laughs> for about 15 minutes. But I thank God for what, what my mother instilled in me, even as a young boy. And that really just helped me to, you know, as far as create music. And I, I even can remember that I wrote my first song. I was around seven years old and I wrote it for the youth choir. And, and we used to march into the song. And the, the title of the song was That's How I Know. Okay. <laughs> forget it. Okay, let me hear a little bit of it. <laughs> but that's going to have to be on a whole different recording. <laughs> but. But, but I, I, I just thank God for what, what my mother instilled in me. Um, even now that I talk to her and just how just how God's favors on her life and just how that, you know, I, I could not have asked for a better parent to, to help raise me and to instill the factors of the Lord in me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I like that you, you talk about ministry in music where a lot of people think that music is just a entertainment factor and don't realize that it is actually a ministry. It is an outreach from the pulpit. Uh, when, you, when you're speaking the word of God and you talk about that and you develop that. So when you are writing a song, do you base it from your life experiences, or do you base it from scripture? Well, I can talk back to how God gave me favor. Um, I can recall that I was actually at work. Uh, I'm, I'm a manager at Amazon. And I can recall that uh, if <laughs> it never fails, but it seemed like associates will always find me to, um, to tell me, Andre, can you pray for me about this situation? I need help in this situation. And I can recall that one individual, which I, I can't go into in depth what they was talking about, but they needed prayer for their family uh, during the COVID. And it really hit me hard because of uh, how my friends were affected through, through COVID and how I lost some uh, close friends. Mm. I just prayed and I said, Lord, I said, how can I be effective in this season to minister and help those that are in need, knowing that I'm in need and I'm hurting? And all I remember that the Lord said, the sun is going to shine again. And I said, okay. And I said, what does that mean? The song started just coming out of my spirit. And I can remember that I was singing it and it was ministering to me. And, and I was always taught through my mentor that if it doesn't minister to you, if it's effective to you, it's not gonna be true ministry. And I, I, I can recall singing the song at least for three weeks. And every time that I just start singing the song, I just start smiling. Mm -hmm. The Lord, this is what I needed. So I know that I need to go ahead and get this recorded. And I can never forget that as soon as I recorded it and got it finished, the first viewers that I let hear it was my coworkers. 
And one young lady heard it and she just bust out in tears. And she said, you know, she said, the things I'm going through right now, the, I, I needed to hear that right at this time because I felt like I was about to lose it. Mm-hmm. But just know that God got my back and that I still can go on. So that was just a factor that I know that this song was for this season. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. You can always tell, I've, I've always been one that what comes from the heart reaches the heart and you cannot minister to someone if you're not authentic and when I like that you said that people come to you for prayer that just shows that you have an anointing over you that you don't see yourself in in full but others see it because they're drawn to you and there's a reason why they're drawn to you because you're ministering to them through word and through song so when you when you wrote My Spirit, talk about that. When I wrote what? I'm sorry, my story. I said my spirit. My story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting caught up. <laughs> well, when I wrote my story, I was actually um, a Christian school teacher mm. where I used to teach uh, seventh and eighth grade, and I taught 11th and 12th grade basketball. And I'll never forget that I was actually uh, leaving the, the school and I was sitting in my car and I was just in worship. And I'll never forget that I just start singing, um, Lord, I have a story. I had something to say. And I kind of <laughs> paused and I said, wait a minute. <laughs> what am I talking about? And the song came out of my spirit and I just start crying. And some of the students were looking at me in my car, but they know that I love to worship. I, I worship in the classroom. I'll have them worship and just turn on some worship music and just throw our hands up and just, you know, at first they would laugh at me. But after when they saw that, that I really have a love for the Lord, mm-hmm. so some of them actually partake and do the same. So, so, so they saw me in the car crying and they just waved. Because they already know what was going on. <laughs> Isn't that interesting that sometimes, um, well, I used to be in school districts. I was in a public school. And although I was a youth minister at my church, and when I got into the public school environment, how different that environment was. And to have young people look up to you and understand your story and relate that to them and what you instill in them i'll i'm going i'm willing to say that in the future several of those young people that you minister to through your worship song and through writing your song my story that someone will tell you that it did something for them in their lives too Yes, I can recall, which I cannot say their names, but but I can recall one young man that seemed like every day he he would be in the other teacher's room and they will come get me out of the classroom. Andre, please, can you come calm him down? We don't know what's going on. He's just screaming to the top of his lungs. And I'll never forget that I'll go in the classroom and as soon as he saw me, he would just calm down. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, okay, come on, let's go talk. And he would just be talking and, and just upset. 
And th that happened for about a year. But I, I can recall about six years ago from that time, six years past, that I was at um, a church and I heard uh, someone call my name, which they had to call me Coach Paris. And someone screamed my name in the church, <laughs> Coach Paris. And I turned around and I looked and I could not recognize him because he was older. Mm. He said, you remember me? He said, and I said, uh, and I was looking, he said, I was the one that gave all the teachers a hard time. And I said, and then after his name popped in my head, and I said, well, how are you doing? But his continence, character, everything was so poised that it struck me by surprise. And he said, you know, I know back then I gave y'all a hard time, but he said, I thank God that you took enough care and, and you, you was patient with me. He said, now I'm in college and I'm trying to make something of myself, thanks to you. And, and when he left me, I, I just stood there. Everybody knows that I, I am a crier. I worship. I don't care where I'm at. And I was just in um, the front of the church, just thanking God. And I said, Lord, I never would imagine this would have happened but my mother always taught me, she said, if you plant the seed, the Lord will water it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is uh, true. I find that when you give young people, and I think that's what a lot of people are missing nowadays, you have to give young people an ear. And it may not necessarily be the parent that does that, but an adult in their life who just lis listens to them. That's basically what they want to do. They want someone to listen to them. They are confused, don't understand certain things, or just want to talk. And some people don't give young people the opportunity to just talk. Now, when you talked about you had to rehearse at, at least an hour a day, I'm sure that there were so many things that were going through your mind, but probably when you get 15 minutes in, you realized this is something I want to do. Probably say at least 18 minutes in because okay. th that first, first <laughs> minutes I was crying and why can I please go play outside? <laughs> but <laughs> but it, it, it really helped me because I, I can recall that my brother had the uh, as far as the TV on, and every commercial that was playing, I was playing all the commercials. And he looked at me and said, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. Um, but I realized that my ear was getting sharpened. So everything that I was hearing, I was basically playing. I was playing movie things. I was playing, you know. So, so my mother, she was like, wait a minute. So, so she'll call my uncle over and she'll say, listen to what Andre's playing. I'll start playing movie things. And he said, what in the world is going on? After, I can remember that one thing my mother said that really kind of made me feel special. She said, wow. She said, I'm glad he picked this instrument because God is really going to use him. And that really touched my heart. That, that really started um as far as making me want to practice now now that it was more of not of making me but but i wanted to 
And then I started writing uh, little songs then, you know, I was still young, but the, the enjoyment started coming through practicing them. Okay, okay. And then, so you started playing for other people too, as well. Talk about some of the people that you started playing for. Uh, I, I helped um, play for Carnell Morrell, um, for Patricia Jacobs, who sung the song, uh, I Told the Storm, uh, with Gregor Quinn. Uh, it's a numerous amount of artists. Mm -hmm. um, uh, for Dorinda Clark, um, uh, Cindy Trim. So some of those that you played for. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little bit of Devil's, Devil's Advocate. Who was the your favorite? <laughs> Who could go where you wanted them to go musically? Like if you threw out something really um, that was way out there, and they could they could hang with you. Who, who would that be? I would have to say Dorinda Clark. Mm. Um, anointed, skillful, psalmist. I mean, just all around, um, just all around, all around, basically. You just know exactly where to go in the spirit. So, mm. so it, it was very simple, very easy, just to flow. Yeah. When you work with someone who has the anointing and you get in the spirit with them and you can develop and work on some things that you don't even imagine that you could do and that's what you're saying basically is what happened is that you you went places that you you like was that really me <laughs> yes, yes exactly i can recall even uh, i went to a very small church uh, don't even re don't even really remember the name of the church, but um, I, I was actually on the keyboard, and I can remember that I heard the Spirit of God so clearly. He said, "Play these chords because these are healing chords." And at the time, I was kind of confused. And I said, "I said, no, these are just normal, you know, because." I can kind of get you, but, but I said, "What you know what? I said, nevertheless, I'm going to play the chords. And immediately, as soon as I started playing those chords, the pastor of that church got up immediately. And he said, the spirit of God wants to heal somebody in this church. Mm. We're going to go ahead and have an altar call. It was like clockwork. And as long as I was playing those chords, people was coming up, falling from the anointing. Uh, I'll never forget the one man just came up to the altar, threw his cigarettes on the ground. He said, I surrender. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I, I just want to give up. And I'm looking like, whoa. Mm. I said, this is more than just playing an instrument. This is actually ministry. And mm -hmm. God can really be used through this. So that just really just helped me to make sure that I stay in tune with the voice of the Lord and that my relationship is on time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's, you know, some people think that um, musicians aren't in tuned with what's going on in church. Uh, a lot of musicians, because of course, a lot of churches, the musicians get up when the word is getting ready to be uh, spoken. 
And there are a lot of ministers. I've actually read that of late. I can't remember what article I was reading. And they were talking about that the um, ministers were complaining about musicians because they don't stay. Uh, mm -hmm. But it sounds you are adding to the ministry. Yes. And some ministers don't see it and others do where the music, the singing, the lyrics to songs are actually adding to the word of God, their preached word. Exactly. And, you know, some, some ministers will take that and just absorb it and will grow. And that's how their um, word gets out because sometimes people retain things more by what? Music, exactly. listening to music um, rather than the word. So I understand that about ministering through. And uh, that is so good that you allow the Lord to work through you. So many people fight and struggle. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but if you just surrender your will to God. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk to you about, did you start your own label or are you with a label that is already existing? actually started my own label mm -hmm. about seven years ago. Um, <clears throat> and I thank God I did it. It's called Gold to Platinum Productions. And um, since then, I've, I, I really did not understand what God was doing at the time. Um, I mean, even about seven years ago, I always had people, Andre, can I be on your label? Can I please be on your label? I was like, no, no. So I was basically just waiting. I was like, Lord, why do you want me to have a label? And through prayer and through consecration, now, now I'm starting to understand. Uh, I haven't signed any artists yet, but that that is actually going to be the factor. And, and I believe that God has already know who's going to be on the label. As of right now, I don't, but I know that it's going to be those that have an authentic anointing and that loves to minister to God's people. Wonderful. Now, do you have your own group that, uh, well, session musicians, or will you be a listening musicians that come through uh, like a, a agency? Well, I actually do have my own band, okay. uh, my own studio musicians and, and my own singers started in the studio. Um, so, so when we started doing concerts, we would get together and um, just set the place on fire wherever we go. <laughs> okay. Well, talk me through that, the process of, of how you get that set up. How I got one set up. Your, your studio band, how did you get that set up? Did you have people come in and audition? Or are these people that you've been playing with for a while? Well, these were actually my friends that I basically, oh, that, that, that I already knew. Um, ironically, we all basically live in different states. Mm. So um, we basically already have our own studios within our home. So whenever I get a concept, I'll say, hey, you know, I'm about to send you an MP3 or a WAV file. Check this out. Let me know what you think. Then after, we'll just uh, verse back that way. 
And then after, as far as the singers have their own studios. So, you know, I'll sing either a soprano, alto, or tenor section. And then after, they'll uh, say, oh, I like that. Can, can, can I add this in there? So, so that's how we basically, um, yeah, that's how we communicate. Okay, so you have been virtual before everybody else went virtual. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, I have. So you have long reaches. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, see, that's something that uh, people don't know, too. Sometimes people think that everybody has to be in the same area in order to do that. So, you know, that's why I was asking to explain it a little bit, because some people don't understand or don't think, hmm. I don't know if I can work with this group because I don't live where they live or, yeah. you know, I'm not in the area or blah, blah, blah. So that's why I wanted to ask you to explain how you do that, what that process is when you do that. <laughs> so that is great. That's wonderful. So you're in Texas. Yes, Dallas. Well, Dallas? Oh. Dallas. It's hot. It's hot. <laughs> it's very hot. Hard enough. <laughs> so, when you decide to, when you have a concert or when you go out um, on the road, and the band that you play with, do you all come together to rehearse before the show, or do you still do it virtual? Uh, well, the caliber of musicians that I have, they can either read music or, you know, play by ear, um, but, but they're very professional. And we basically know each other, you know, as far as our styles and that they're anointed to flow and know as far as the direction that I'm trying to go in. So, so that really makes it easier that um, we may meet for, you know, one or two times, but that's basically all that we need because they constantly practice mm -hmm. and i'll say to any musician any psalmist the key to your success don't stop practicing please i mean you, you may uh sound great and you, you might, might have been great at your last concert but the, the key to your success it is always achieving more always practice always stand in worship and that is, that's key. Um, I don't know if you, sometimes I watch those Good Morning America when they had the concerts and they had the people that come out and they had those pop singers that come out and they sing and they have to go through all this uh, rehearsals and practice and, yeah. and what have you, but you'll have a gospel artist that comes out there, someone who sang gospel and they can come out there and hit it right as yeah. soon as the music goes like yes. well i'll use for example mariah carey i love mariah mariah carey but she has to go through a whole different process than everybody else where you could put somebody like um well i'll say whitney because whitney came from the church whitney houston you get up there well no i'll say yolanda adams yolanda yeah. adams on the first note she can hit it yes. <laughs> don't have to don't have to go through the but just you know hit it and i used to wonder why well i'm a singer i used to wonder why but then i realized in church it's a whole different ball game because 
you have to be ready because they may call you to the microphone at any point in time and say, come on oh. up here and sing. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to know how to sing in church. <laughs> say no baby god bless you god has something else for you now there's some there's some that will allow (laughs) but i always wondered that i was like but i i appreciate the fact of you telling people that they have to practice you have to practice your gift even if you're gifted you still have to practice because you don't want to get stagnant it also helps you grow like you said you were listening to movies or television commercials etc they play in different genres for those and some of it is jazz some of it's pop some of it's classic some of it is hip-hop so you have to stay on top of that to know how to utilize that and put that into songs or put that into music so do you score your own music as well uh, speaking of that, I actually, um, I was actually talking to one of my friends that God actually blessed. That's going to be on uh, the Now Network, um, as far as the TV network. And she's actually going to use one of my songs for her intro, one of my instrumentals for her intro and outro. Actually, two of my friends are actually going to use whether uh, TV shows coming out. Uh, it should be coming September 17th, and I believe the other one is September 25th. Uh, that's a new experience for me. I, I always thought of myself as just, just recording and just hearing my songs on the radio. Never thought I'd be able to hear it on television. <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> yes. So how did that come about? How did that conversation come up? <laughs> well, ironically... <laughs> I was in worship Mm. and and the Lord said that one of my songs, he said, go ahead and remove all the lyrics, all the background vocals and just have it as an instrumental. I said, Lord, I don't, I said, I don't understand why you tell me to do some stuff, but okay. And that was on a Thursday that, that I did that, uh, spoke to my friend at the church, um, several uh, Sundays ago. And she told me, oh, the Lord bless me, blah, 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 TV show and everything. And, she's, and she was talking, I said, we have music? She said, no, not yet. You know, we're still trying to, you know, as far as uh, see who's gonna do this, do that. And I said, well, I said, I have an instrumental. And she said, okay, well, send the, I'll let, you know, as far as the program director listen to it, see if it'll be a good fit, you know, for what we're trying to do. And an hour later, she sent me an email <laughs> they already put the song on her intro and outro. Wow. Wow. And I'm looking like, what is going on? And she called back. She said, wow, did you see it? Wow. This is awesome. How did you know that this would be the perfect fit? And I said, I did know that <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> so, you know, I, I just thank God that I mean, even when the Lord just inspired me to do certain things, and I, I don't understand, but he understands the factor and the final result of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and to, like I said, to allow the Lord to work through you, because so many people buck against what God asks them to do. Yes. And, you know, 
I'm a, a believer and God speaks to you in so many different ways. He doesn't just talk to you like tapping you on the shoulder saying, hey, uh, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. He'll put people in your path. He'll put people in your, um, I guess, in your, in your vision. Someone will talk to you and say something and it'll spark an interest. And it's, it's like, you know, but you have to listen. Some people don't think that God talks to them. Well, God doesn't talk to me. Uh, and I said, well, you know, sometimes you have to, if you, are, if you shut down, exactly. you don't hear what God is saying to you. God speaks to you in so many different ways. I said, even sometimes you could just be sitting somewhere and watch something happen. And that is God speaking to you because then you go and you, shape it into something that becomes reality and you're like oh okay that was a pretty good idea <laughs> you know so i am i'm just excited i'd love to hear when people tell me that you know well god tells me to do x y and z and and i did blah 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 and i'm like i know that god speaks to us in so many different ways so many different ways um, how I started the podcast, this podcast is I was looking, I actually had gotten into a conversation at work where I worked at this time and uh, they were talking about a song, a specific song, perfect praise. And they were talking about, oh yeah, uh, Walt Whitman wrote the song. I said, no, he didn't. So Brenda Joyce Moore wrote that song. We have never heard of Brenda Joyce Moore. So I'm on the computer trying to look her up so that I can showed them who she was, nothing yeah. there uh, for her. And I said, as a matter of fact, the young lady that sang the song was not part of uh, the Soul Children. And the reason why I know that is because both of them I know wow. <laughs> personally. So <laughs> I couldn't wow. find anything. And I said, you know, it is really to our, as, as far as African-American people and what we have contributed to the world and especially to the world of ministry, that there's so many people that are, that are no longer with us who nobody knows who they are, nobody know what they did. And not saying that we do it for recognition, but still sometimes it's nice to know when God is moving in other people's lives and how he's developing them. Yes. And so I talked with a friend back in 2016 and I said, I'd really like to do a documentary because a lot of gospel musicians, gospel singers, gospel songwriters, we don't hear about them. I said, we go from the, the 30s, from when, when Dorsey started, then we go to Mahalia, and then there's this big giant gap, yeah. and you'll come to James Cleveland. And I yeah. said, and then what happened to the people that, that have been doing the work in the 70s, 80s, 90s? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know so right. that's and uh i started it off wanting to do a visual documentary but then when the pandemic hit this was a great avenue to reach out and talk to people and highlight some of the works because a lot of times people don't get any recognition whatsoever and a song like favor is growing on the charts and going to just blow the charts out of the water. And you think, hmm, okay. And then somebody will think back 10 years from now and say, well, who wrote the song? <laughs> you know, 
That's so, true. I just want to uh, talk to people to, to tell their own story. I am an advocate for people telling their own story because it's really sad for me when I hear someone telling a story of someone who did something and they're telling the story wrong. They're telling it in, from their point of view as opposed to that person telling yes. their own story. That's why I said, I love to hear people tell their own stories and how you developed and how you grew and what you're working on. So that's why I decided to, I said, well, and my, plus my husband kept saying, well, when are you gonna do your show? <laughs> 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 because I, I had told him that it was a Saturday morning. I said, you know, the Lord spoke to me and said that I really should do something to talk to people so that they can tell their own story. You know, wow. how many of us know that people don't it really get a chance to tell their story? We don't have books. That's true. <laughs> you know, that's true. so I, and that's what I like to do is I like to share. And that's why. I open it up to my audience to hear. That's why I ask you, you know, you might write some things in your bio, but I'm the only one reading it. You know, that's why I ask you to tell me what's going on. <laughs> I really appreciate you uh, listening to the Lord and being obedient as far as to do this. And uh, I speak that this will be a blessing and um, you will have many, much more success in doing this because of your obedience to this. Amen. Amen. I appreciate you. Thank you for this. Well, I appreciate you telling me your story. I am so glad. I know that um, the young lady, Tamika, yes. sent me an email and I said, well, one person she sent me and I said, well, I don't do that genre of music, but uh, I did explain what genre of music that I do and that I love to talk to people. And, and then she sent your name and I said, hmm, let me do some research. <laughs> <laughs> and I am so glad I did because I am, I'm in Chicago, you're in Texas. Yes. So, and sometimes I don't get the opportunity to hear people. I'm so glad that we had internet radio stations now to be honest with you, because it gives me an opportunity to expand even more beyond what we see is the the only ones that we see the chart toppers are like Kirk Franklin, Donnie McClurkin, and stuff like that. But I know that there are so many more gospel musicians and so many more people who have a ministry and are actually making a, a difference. You know, yeah. you you spoke about the people that you're making a difference in their life. And I know that when you anoint someone with your blessings, it just expands and goes to others. Like when you talked about the young man who's now in college, I will probably say that he is probably ministering to somebody younger than him because you ministered to him when he was a youth. <laughs> wow, praise God. Yeah, I, I know that um, when you feed in, like I said, when you feed into young people, you see that growth. You might not see it right then, but you see it later down the road. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I want you to tell me about this award you received, the Texas Award. Yes. <laughs> I actually did not even know that I received anything. I, I found out through Facebook. 
I, I would get from work and a lot of my friends were um, sending me a Facebook message and they said, man, congratulations, you know, on, on the award, you, you know, as far as the Texas award, you know, and um, I was at the ceremony. Why, why weren't you there? <laughs> and I, I was like, okay, well, I'm like, what? <laughs> Carmina Barnett, she, she was over uh, Kevin 97, and she she put on her page, you know, as far as the, the Homegrown Gospel Awards, um, and Andre Paris is the recipient of the award, and we want to congratulate him, and I was just in awe, because I had no idea that I even won, so I, I was like, Lord, uh, I guess I need to reply to the Facebook message and I'll just thank you everyone for voting for me <laughs> I mean that was really a, a time that really um that I, I just had no idea mm. I was even nominated but it was a blessing to uh know that that the Dallas Metroplex well Fort Worth Metroplex actually voted for me in that that they loved my music wow so, Wow. Isn't that something? Yes. <laughs> you get nominated for something you didn't even know. You're like, hmm? I did not even know. <laughs> but that was a blessing, though, just to hear all of the listeners, uh, just to hear them say, hey, this is what we want to hear on the radio. So that was a blessing. And what an honor. That is just fantastic to get nominated. Wow. First of all, to get nominated and not even yes. know that you had been nominated. Yeah. How special. That is, I just, it, you know, it just never, I'm going to say it never ceases to amaze me. Some of the things that occur that you're, when your gifts, your gifts make room for more. Yes. And when you look at that and you say, this is something that you weren't even aware of. And look at what God did for you. <laughs> It was totally God. <laughs> Look, when they start sending me those messages, and at first I was like, oh, it's good, good to hear from you. I haven't heard from you in a while. And I was like, wait a minute. Lord. I was like, what? Lord, why are you saying the same thing? <laughs> After when, when, when I saw the picture of my post and I saw award winners, then I was like, wow. Mm. I said, Lord, you, you, you always cease to amaze me. Mm. Now, was that that's released on your label, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. So your label is also out there as well. Isn't that nice? So that is <laughs> that is, I think, a triple blessing myself personally. Amen. Mm -hmm. How nice. Well, I am going to ask you, what are you doing currently, and how can my listeners get in contact with you if they like to get in contact with you? Well, if they would like to get in contact with me, um, either Facebook, um, they, they can go to Andre Paris. That's Paris, like you're spelling France, Paris, France, Andre Paris, uh, either on Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, Spotify is going crazy right now. I don't know what's happening with Spotify. Um, the song was released August 12th, and I started with, I believe, uh, two streams, two, two listeners, and 
today I, I looked this morning and it's up to 33,000 streams. Wow. Um, and I, I believe it was 12,000 followers. Mm. Um, so I'll probably say LinkedIn will, will probably be the best, LinkedIn or Twitter. Uh, what we're doing right now, we're about to do uh, two music videos, uh, one for Favor and one for the song that we're about to release in December. Mm. Um, and it was kind of hard for me because I wanted to release the other song first, not Favor, because I felt the other song is just, woof, <laughs> golden to put in. But what you what you call it? Song. You said it's what in the pudding. The gold in the pudding. Oh, made up the gold in the pudding. <laughs> but but the other songs entitled "He Wants It All," and oof. But we have a lot of great songs that's actually coming. But um, yes, we're doing the music videos. Um, those should be finish up, finishing in the next uh, two weeks. So that's going to be on all social media. Also, you can follow me at YouTube. Um, you can be in my YouTube subscribers. Praise the Lord. Okay. Um, so I would love to hear from you. Love to um, hear how the song is affecting you. Learn, learn to hear how the song is ministering to you. And um, you let me know what state that you're in. We, we just may come to your state and just do a concert. Cool. That is, that is wonderful. And by the way, Andre is spelled like Andre Crouch, A-N-D-R-A-E, because Andre yes. Crouch, <laughs> I ain't going to tell you, he was one of my favorites too. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, I want to thank my guest, Andre Paris, for participating in this segment on Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. These shows are to explore, record, and raise excitement about gospel music and its gold. I hope you, the audience, enjoyed this episode as much as I have. Please send me an email sharing your thoughts about this show segment. Also, if you have any suggestions of future guests you would like to hear on the show, send me an email to let's talk to gmg at gmail.com. That's let's talk the number two gmg at gmail.com. I am your host and Sonia saying, let's sing, let's shout and tell of the great news through Gospel Music Gold. Until the next episode, take care and God bless. God bless you. I know you might be going through right now with the pandemic and just life's everyday struggles. But we're here to encourage you, to remind you that God is in the fight with you. So when you're feeling down, just remember. Yes, it is, yo. You may be going through, my friend. I know it's hard out there.
Are you one of the many Americans that are hoping to find a new job? Do you need to establish new skills or improve the skill you already have? Perhaps you're an HR professional in a company and in need of online training for your employees. Well, I invite you to check out the online training system from Born to Speak to You. Once registered, these online courses are available to you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, for 60 days. In the area of human resource trainings, we have courses on lunch and learn program, crisis management, diversity and inclusion, health and wellness at work, office health and safety, workplace violence, and much, much more. Our website is borntospeaktoyou.com, where the two is the number two. That's borntospeaktoyou.com, where you can even arrange for a virtual training for your employees on any one of our 110 training modules.